day. Haven't changed, had much to say. But man, I still think them cats are crazy. They were asking if you were around, how you was, where you could be found. Told them you were living downtown, driving all the old men crazy. Holy shit, where are we? The hogs are back. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise drop. The boys are back in town. So over these uh, last couple of months and whatnot, we've we've taken a little bit of a vacation. And uh, I actually haven't seen Connor like this. And he has a beard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we took a little bit of a hiatus for a couple months but we're back we're gonna do our thing do we even know why we took a hiatus <laughs> dude i think just we started off and we had a couple bumps and bruises along the way you know we we went about a year strong on doing podcasts which is a lot because we just jumped right into it we belly flopped into that bitch yeah and like uh one day you were like look you ready to do a podcast and we just did it <laughs> yeah so. yeah we belly flopped into it which is kind of cool but we had some bumps and bruises and then it's tough doing it weekly and trying to find material and scrape together material was, I think the hardest part. So I think that's something that we're going to, that we've learned that maybe we need to take two weeks before we drop an episode so we can get some of the sports information out there and get some of uh, the everyday news that's out there instead of, you know, Jake Paul's fight with a 75 year old, Mike Tyson no absolutely and uh I know from my end it was a lot of I switched jobs in the middle of everything and it was getting really hard to uh, work basically the 5 a.m 6 a.m shifts and then edit and then get everything dropped at a certain time just got kind of tired and life kind of gets the best of you sometimes but uh we found some oh yeah here (laughs) yeah dude birds don't start off flying man they gotta fall a couple times Right. But we got our wings back, boy. Girl! <laughs> I'm ready. Bro. I'm ready. Pterodactyl, but we're here. Yeah, absolutely. And we're coming off, uh, I guess we have a lot to talk about, but kind of not a lot to talk about. But we're going to talk about it anyways, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, we're never going to pigeonhole ourselves. And that's another thing. We didn't really come correct with what our podcast was last time. We kind of were multi universe you know we talk about whatever we talk about uh politics and this and that and i think a lot of the times we were agreeing with each other because we didn't want to really give our full take on some stuff so i think being more of a sports you know just getting into sports digging into that and maybe have a few you know life uh what's going on news type um things is is actually what our podcast is going to be about but mostly like sports so what you're saying is we're just going to party and bullshit and just have a good time and argue how we normally argue because people never got to see the great arguments that we've had, you know, the back and forth, 
the the yelling we had one today we had a solid <laughs> argument today about some some shit that does not matter it's literally something that doesn't matter but i was getting fired up over it <laughs> and that the thing is i know when you're getting fired up so like i like to push those buttons a little bit <laughs> no just question. to see what happens <laughs> you're probably texting someone on the side like hey watch he's about to blow it he's about to blow a gasket right now watch this shit i got him and it's something you might not even completely agree with but you'll see me freak out it's uh the funniest thing is uh the moment i knew you were starting to lose it a little bit is the moment that you corrected burris's grammar oh no question yeah when you start <laughs> losing when you start losing in a uh in an argument in the group chat you got to go for the grammar that's the first thing like dog you spelled r wrong you're an idiot like he was he was lighting me up with what he was saying so i'll give you a little bit of context everyone um we had an argument today about carson wentz how i think he is the, a dog shit quarterback and they put statistics up maybe we can uh we can clip it if you got your phone on you you can even play the clip yep yep so i got it it's it, the worst part is like i posted this just because like i was like uh questioning my thoughts so this clip comes from colin coward when he sucks like i i don't even think he's a good analyst or anything but his his tiktok uh in my opinion had a little bit of prowess to it and uh it made sense to me but it didn't make sense to others i was the only one it didn't make sense to (laughs) but i got really upset about it you did uh i'm trying to find it here so uh bear with me because this is how lengthy it was. Like, I have to actually scroll to go and find the original post. So here it is. The TikTok. Uh-huh. Let's play the blind resume game. So 62% completion percentage, 4-1 to one touchdown interception ratio, and a 94 passer rating. Now, who is the guy with a 63% completion percentage? Oh, it's Josh Allen. Oh, that that's interesting. Blind resume, Carson Wentz, wins and losses, touchdown interception, interception, and passer rating. And sorry to the radio audience, but who's this guy over there that's not quite as good? That is, oh, yeah. well, it's Derek Carr. Again, the Colts have a bottom 10 receiver room. It's Michael Pittman and a bunch of guys. Let's do it again. Um, boy, he's way better than this guy. Woo, much more big plays. Who is this guy? Well, it's Ryan Tannehill, who Mike Frable, a really good coach, said, we're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers for Ryan Tannehill. We're, we're comfortable with him winning games. We ended up the number one seed with Ryan Tannehill. Let's play the block. All right. So I, I just want to start off real quick. The reason why I sent it is because I think Carson Wentz is a dog shit quarterback. And all throughout the season, I was kind of going, I was on that train. He's dog shit. I can't believe blah, 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 whatever. So, like, when I posted it, I was like, holy smokes, I was wrong. Like, I think he had a decent season. So, like, that's why I posted it. And I went absolutely bananas. Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly where I went off the wall. And maybe I'm getting the argument completely wrong. But to have him in a statistical category with Josh Allen – just did not make sense to me. I know it was the interception to touchdown ratio, and it was uh, the passer rating, completion percentage, stuff like that was all kind of near each other. But they don't take into effect, they don't show all the statistics. It's kind of my my issue with that, and not showing the statistics that Josh Allen had 900 more yards than him.
him and that he does a lot of damage on the ground. Not to mention the Bills running backs for, I would say, three-fourths of the season were hot dog shit. No doubt. But what we were talking about in the group chat, Burris and I, we tag team. We don't often agree with each other on anything, but we did on this one. We're just straight up talking about how Carson Wentz had a decent season. And like in the future, like if you're thinking about releasing him, trading him, because he has uh after this year, I believe they can cut him without any dead cap. So we were thinking more along the lines of we would probably keep him because there's no other option out there that is better than him. But he's never going to be the answer ever. And you could find someone in the draft like how the Cowboys found Dak Prescott in the third round. You can find guys to eventually fill fill that void that are, are better options than, th- than Carson Wentz is. Carson Wentz will never, and I repeat, never ever in the history of football be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He probably won't even get to any of the championship games being the quarterback. But that's not a like terrible category to be in. You have a lot of players that don't make it to the Super Bowl that can't lead their team to the Super Bowl, let alone win a Super Bowl. So, like, it, it's it's a tough one. Like, Philip Rivers. But if he's on your team, you always got to worry about the quarterback position. You, does that make sense? You're going to have to worry about, oh, damn, well, this is, you know, the draft's coming up. We got decent people in the draft. Our guy, our guy is probably not as good as them, as opposed to a team that sucks, but they have a great quarterback. Um, who, I'm trying who, to who in this draft are you taking that's better than Carson Wentz? This draft, that Malik. Uh, oh my God, the the kid from Liberty. He's big. He's solid. Uh, he's probably more of a project. I see him like a Trey Lance type project. Right. Um, to, to maybe sit behind someone for a year, but I don't like, I would rather say to my team, Hey, we're going to, we're going to go with a project and we're going to go with a guy who I just have no confidence in Carson Wentz at all. I, I get that. But like you look around, you look who's in free agency, you look who's coming up in this draft. There's no one that you're going to bring in. That's going to overtake what Carson Wentz can do for the team, especially with Jonathan Taylor there. Yeah. I like I said, Carson Wentz is just hot dog shit. And I thought the statistics were skewed and somehow putting him in the same realm as Josh Allen just did not sit in any way right with me. And I know statistically it is what it is, but I think that was a skewed statistic to show that he has his passer percentage was was down or whatever. See, I, I took it straight up as they weren't comparing him to Josh Allen in the sense of who's better. Just like statistically Carson can throw the ball. Like Carson is a quarterback that you can throw out there and he's not going to lose you the game more times than he's going to win you the game. You know what I mean? But I disagree with that. I think he is going to lose you the game more, more times than not. I, I, I think I don't know about with, that. in the Titans game this year, he showed it. He, they, they were up big and he, uh, threw a crazy-ass pass that got intercepted and ran back for a touchdown. He's not the guy who's going to in any way help you win games. Like, you're going to win games despite how Carson Wentz plays. Who are you taking, Baker Mayfield or Carson Wentz? 
I don't think we've seen the potential of Baker Mayfield. And I know he's been in the league how four years is it now? Almost the exact same amount as Carson once. I think Carson's been in a little bit longer, but right, yeah, but one year, one close. year. Yeah. And he had the ACL thing. I don't think we've seen the potential of Baker Mayfield. I don't think we know exactly what Baker Mayfield is. I think a lot of people are putting that he's dog shit, that he holds on to the ball too long, that he's this, he's that. I, I think give me one more year with Baker. I would give, I would go Baker Mayfield. Cause I'm in the boat where, I, I personally like Baker too, but that's just because I was a big fan in college and everything. But I think I think you have to give Carson Wentz at least one more year. It was his first year with this new team, new system coming. Oh, over I agree third. with giving him another year, right? But I don't agree that if after this year he puts up those same statistics, that you you keep rolling with them because you're setting yourself up to be a mediocre squad then. Maybe, but I think they, they have to put weapons around him. That's the issue. I think having Pittman as your number one receiver, like for this year, fine, cool. But you need to go out and at least find maybe a decent slot or someone that's a feasible number two. Yeah, T.Y. Yeah. Hilton, that dude literally plays 13 snaps a year. And gets paid. Yeah, and gets paid because he, I don't know. But somehow my ass always plays him in fantasy. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. But speaking about uh, new trends and things going on, the boys are on the betting train, man, now that it's illegal in New York. Oh, man, it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing, and it's becoming an obsession. Yeah, it has. It's a legit. Um, the addiction stuff that they put up there, that's no joke. It's, it's coffee in the morning for me. I wake up. I have a coffee. I hang out with my baby girl, and all I do is look at the spreads of games and who's getting odds boosts, everything like that. Every single day, that's exactly what I do. Me and JoJo are out there. I'm like, hey, who do you like? You like the Raptors or you like the Pacers today? And, and I'll tell you what, the people that don't know anything about sports are the best people to let pick your stuff. No clash. Because they don't we have think a we would know way too much. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a biased opinion on certain things. I have such a bias on certain players. I've, I Like, certain players you've watched play. I'm a Celtics supporter, so I'll watch, like, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and these dudes, and I'm like, they could go for 45, 50 a night, cer- certain times. Yep. So I'll bet them, like, they're going to do that every night, and it, it just doesn't work. <laughs> I will bet Russell Westbrook with a triple double every single <laughs> night. Every night he's available, and it just doesn't happen anymore. The boys lost the step. And then on top of it, like we have certain friends in the group chat that, like I, I would say, are pretty close to professional betters. Ah, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, I would say, I would say they're pretty close. They do, they do well for themselves. We'll, we'll say minor league betters then. Minor league. Yeah, we're in the we're in the triple A. Because me and you, we're we're on that amateur gravy chain. We're just trying to figure things out. You know, men's league, beer league. We're, yeah, me and you are like the Batavia mutt dogs, and you know, the <laughs> higher echelon of our group, I would say, would be like the Lehigh Valley pigs, iron pigs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there was one time he hit big. 
And I swear to God, he was like my Messiah for that next week or so. Yeah. So we'll give context. We don't want to put any names out there because we don't want to put them on blast because I don't know if whoever knows how much money is actually going out here. <laughs> so we're not going to be saying who exactly the person is or what exactly is going out. But uh, I have been using every single one of his bets that he'll put out in the group chat. I won't put the same amount of money on it because I'm not a baller like that, but I'll put a few dollars. I'll put a 10 spot, five spot where he's putting hundreds and what else? Support the cause. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's what we've been doing is we've been betting as a group and it's fun when the team hits, like when everyone bets one thing and the whole team hits, everyone's excited. Amen. It's a beautiful thing. It's a weird thing. Cause in our group chat, we thrive off of other people failing. But when it comes to this, everybody's for each other. I so, That's a hell of a point in our group chat. Like if someone is, uh, is doing well with something or, or whatever, we'll try to bring them down. Like someone's trying to lose weight. We'll continue to call them fat ass. So we'll continue <laughs> to call them rude names. And I think it's actually like a form of motivation to uh, it's psycho, you know, some crazy stuff. Like, I really yeah. do think it's like trying to help them. If someone takes a picture and like flexes or something like that, they'll be like, oh, well, you still got them titties or whatever they'll say <laughs> to, to their buddy. You know, that's literally how we talk to each other. But when it comes to betting and we're taking Vegas and I see, you know, my buddy hit for 200, 300 or he hit for, you know, a thousand or whatever. The whole group type, everyone's hyped. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude, it, and the thing is too, like when it, when it comes to like little things in life, politics, everything, we all argue, we all crush heads. Nah, with gambling and betting, we come together as one group. And like, there's so much positivity. It's crazy. It's a whole fact as a group, as a group chat, we ride together on our bets. Yesterday, one of our boys took Bryce or was it Bruce Brown? We don't know who this man is. None of us know who this man is. I don't know if he's a real player. And one of our boys bet him to have over two and a half assists. So the whole team put money on it. We were all riding with it. None of us know who. We don't know where he went to college. We don't know if he's real. I had to Google this man just to make sure he was actually playing. Because, like, when I saw the $1,000 on this, bro, I was all like, what the hell is going on? And I I had – I was second guessing it, but then (laughs) I kind of got peer pressured into it, but I went in anyways. (laughs) I went in as well. As a a group, we lost a solid amount of money on this. You know, mostly it was one person, but. (laughs) Should we throw that number out there? (laughs) Yeah, throw the actual number out there. Let them know what the group lost on on, uh, Bruce Brown getting over two and a half assists. So keep in mind, one individual bet. $1,000. $1,000. The group in total lost 1100 <laughs> So we're going to do this new thing. It's called, you know how Matthew Barry has the love-hate list? The hogs are going to do this thing called, what do you want to do? What do you want to make this thing called? The hog shit list? I, I, I think we got to do that. We'll go, we'll call it the hog shit dot 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 list. Hog love shit. It. Hog shit. List. <laughs> hog shit so we got a hog shit list and uh we're gonna have three people on this list three people on this list at all time and they will stay on the list 
until they have proven themselves worthy of being off the hog shit list. Um, so needless to say, I'm going to go ahead and, and put Bruce, Bruce Brown up there. If you're okay with that, Bruce Brown, it literally, it took everything little, every ounce in me to not DM him some bad things about life. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, I, had, and we were riding together on that. And I, I had to bring it back in and then realize that Bruce Brown himself probably wouldn't have bet on him. So no. It's not his fault, but he is the leader of the hog shit list right now. That's a very good point. You, you if you've seen Bruce Brown, you know goddamn well he's gonna like, yeah, I, ain't, I ain't passing the ball tonight, boys. I'm, that three assists isn't gonna happen. <laughs> he, he he was probably going through the odds and stuff and saw that somebody put a thousand bucks on him. Is all like, bro, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Yeah, like low key. If we DM'd him, do you think he would be happy about? Hey, they actually believed that I would get this. Or you think he would be like offended at the fact, like, dog, you're really talking shit to me. I'm in the NBA and you guys make a podcast. <laughs> but he costed us $1,100. You cost us $1,100, Bruce. So Bruce is the number one on the list right now, leading it all. No question. No one would have thought that. No one else in the world bet Bruce Brown but the boys. But we bet him. We, we bet him. And bet him confidently too. That's the, that's the mind boggling part about this entire situation at hand. Absolutely. Who else? Uh, you got one on your hit list and then I got one on mine. I'd go number two for me is my North Carolina Tar Heels. Oh, bro. Oh, so North, I'm a huge North Carolina fan, but they're on my hog shit list right now because all they had to do last night was win. All they had to do is beat Pitt. And they've been playing decent. Playing decent, too. That's the worst part. And then uh, I had them in a 11-pick parlay. Whole bunch of teams. Whole bunch of teams that, like, I haven't even heard of. Like, I don't know. It was, what, the Purdue Whitewater or whatever had them in this parlay. Had a whole bunch of teams. The The Purdue Whitewalkers? Whatever they are. (laughs) I don't even even care about them anymore. But they won. Bro, the only team not to hit was North Carolina, and they lost to Pitt. Oh. Bro, they went down 20 in the first half, and I I knew it was over. I started losing my shit. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, especially because that's your team as well, that's a double, like, double hit to the heart. Like, y'all screwed me on the parlay, so now I'm pissed, and then you also hurt me physically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it it, it killed me inside because I was like, "Oh, this is a guarantee, and we got this." Nope. <laughs> Yo, the white kid for North Carolina, solid. Manic, with the long. He's a baller, dude. Yeah, dude. He he's a transfer though from uh, Oklahoma. Him and Leaky Black, solid basketball players. I like them both. Yeah, hell yeah! Just they suck last night. That's for damn sure. Yeah, but they'll be all right. Come tournament time, we're going to have them out there if they make the tournament. Yeah, they're a bubble team. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you, there's no clear cut. I would say you'd have to go with Gonzaga Yeah. um, as probably a clear cut favorite. But there's other than Gonzaga, there's not really anyone that is running away with it. And we know Gonzaga plays in a a conference where their their toughest game is Clyde Savannah. So it's kind of – it is what it is. Bro, you know they play in a dog shit uh, conference when you're taking the uh, 
they're going to hit the over by beating teams by like, not even over. They're going to hit the uh, spread by 36. Yeah. They, they score 90 a game. Yep. So I, I took that one and that one won on the side. So when they beat Pepperdine, but that's crazy that you're actually taking that team to hit the spread of 36. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, one of my buddies, <clears throat> huge on, on Benton Gonzaga. He's done it all season. So he's, it is what it is. That and the over for Gonzaga usually hits. Yep. And we are not experts, so if you're going to start picking our shit, do not come at us when we give you wrong picks at all. If we're giving you something, do not take it um, <laughs> unless you unless you have a 50-50 shot of actually wanting to win. Actually, it's less than that. It's probably 20-80. That you might 80 as well take we're going to get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's 80%. We're probably going to get the shit wrong. 20%. We might get lucky. <laughs> you want to know what my dumbass did over the uh, UFC event this past weekend? What'd you do? So I, I did a whole parlay on basically the main card. My first fight lost. So I go, all right, gives me time to go run back another parlay. Go to the second mm-hmm. fight. Lost. I was like, ah, it's getting a little uh, crazy here. Went for the third fight, dude. Another parlay. Lost it. Bro. At that point, you got to give up. You didn't do the last two, did you? I did. I, I did. <laughs> did you hit? <laughs> no, I didn't. Jesus, because man! I, in all the other ones, I took uh, Ty to Avasa to win. In the yeah. second, in the last parlay, I was all like, you know what? We're just gonna switch it up, bro. I swear on my life, I switched it, and I, I went and I took the Black Beast. Loses. I'm like, I'm done because it's, it's not. <laughs> It's not worth betting Israel just by himself. Yeah, he's already no. so high. He was odds on like very high favorite to win that fight. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, UFC with the betting has done a phenomenal. It's it's phenomenal because they do a great job with. I'm amazed by the odds on some of this. How Vegas just knows, uh, you know, it's going to be around this much, or you know, this person is likely going to beat this other person. It, it's amazing how Vegas does it. It's crazy and it's fun. It's just advice to everybody out there. If that, if you try a parlay two times in a row and the first guy loses on your parlay, just call it, call it a night. Yeah. Like save yourself some money and energy. Yeah. Call the gambling hotline. If you do what this dude did on Saturday, I got one last person to put on the, on the shit list, on the hog shit list. Um, and that's going to be our boy D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> So let me tell you, I am way too loyal to some of these people. And D'Angelo Russell is one of them. Every single day, I think he's getting 20 points. I'm like, this dude's going to eat. He's going to have this and that. So DraftKings, I'll give him a little shout out on this podcast. They gave me a boost yesterday. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to use this boost on a guarantee because you're getting, you know, the odds boosted in your favor. I go Carl Anthony Towns plus 30 points, rebounds, and assists. He hits it easy. Carl Anthony Towns is a pretty safe bet. I had Pascal Siakam over 30 points, plus with rebounds, assists, and, you know, points. Um, And then I took D'Angelo Russell at 20 with points and assists. My man had eight points. He had eight points. So that means I would need 12 assists. Needless to say, he got seven assists, which is not anywhere near where I was going. 
So that parlay loses. I, I, that was a sure thing parlay. So, um, and more importantly, you lost the boost from it. Like that, that's huge. Exactly. If you're using your boost, you use it on, dude, that's when you want to know what the boost feels like. The boost feels like when the Power Rangers would whip out like the Triceratops. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay, now I'm ready. Now I'm going to hit big. I'm ready to ball. And that's what you're thinking. And then you miss it and you just feel like the loneliest, just dumb, just absolute piece of trash that you are. And you just sit there like, damn, dog, I really bet D'Angelo Russell, like I had faith in him, you know, and I know he's probably hurting because the man had eight points. So he's definitely hurt, but he hurt me. Right. No, he, he did too. Like you hurt, you hurt your team, you hurt your fans and you hurt the people that bet on you. Yeah. Trifecta. It's just painful. Absolute painful. So those three are on the hog shit list. So we'll get that out for sure. Um, and then if people, any of the listeners who are listening to this have any horror stories like we do, we do on losing any bets, we can, uh, we'll do that. The fans will have one vote for, uh, for the hog shit list. So like, we do have a shit list, but I say we do a, a quick honorable mention of something that we hit so we can end on a positive note. Oh, God damn. I don't remember the last time I hit on a bet. It might have been like 06. Nah, bro. I, I got uh, to give a quick uh, positive shout out to uh, uh, what's his face? Gary. <laughs> Yo, dog, you're giving a shout out, but you forgot the man's name. No, no, I, I forgot. I was trying to go down for uh, Gary Trent Jr.'s. Um, his stat oh. line, because uh, he hit yesterday for over 25, and he had over five threes, or over four and a half threes. Yeah, he's been balling lately. Yep. So. He has been balling ever since he got to your Raptors. I think you got something, a little something to do with that. Take a bow for yourself, big dog. Good but, stuff. But this is, a, this is a big thing, like Marshall pointed out, or it, like what's his name pointed out? <laughs> <laughs> Fred Van, Fred Van Fleet's hurt so like Gary's going all in you know yeah, no I did the same thing with uh thinking Patty Mills was going to go all out oh. because Kyrie was out my man played 38 minutes and had like 12 points yeah he, he ruined a parlay of mine too I you I honestly think it might have been me who ruined your parlay because I bet him so it's it just safe been to bad. say you, no, because you were high on Patty, so I just threw him in because I was just going to do Seth. Why Why in the hell would you do anything I do? It made sense. It just made no, sense. I did. Yeah, I was all in on Patty Mills. I almost hit Patty Mills for over 35-plus points, and that was just points. That wasn't rebounds and assists. That was just points. Bro, you know what I did with Patty Mills? I, I took This is what it was. I took him for the over 12-and-a-half, and he scored eight. Yeah, and that was that last night. It was. Yeah, that was last night. He had eight <laughs> points. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, because he had 12 re- rebounds and assists yeah. total. So yeah. I just took him on points. And yeah, Stud. that everything up. <laughs> yeah, big day. Big night for Patty Mills. Take your ass back to Australia with that, mate. <laughs> um, So on my good list, I'll go with uh, Andre Drummond. I knew he was going to have a double-double. I they threw him in for nothing. They threw him in for 
a yeah. peanut butter and jelly sandwich to pair with James Harden, which to me doesn't really sit right because they, I feel like Philly gave up a lot for that. Yeah, it, it does seem like that. But homeboy showed out with his 19 rebounds last night. Absolutely. That's why I don't understand why he wasn't getting the minutes that he deserves, I guess, in Philadelphia because anytime you put that guy in for an extended period of time, he's giving you 15 plus boards. He can rebound at an insane rate. I've never seen anyone rebound um, the way that Andre Drummond rebounds. And the fact that Philly is so terrible at rebounding, they gave him up for nothing. And that's a huge weakness in their game is being able to rebound. Yeah, That was definitely a weird situation, but I, I think they thought they have some they had something like where they needed to get rid of a big to gain a small. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Guy that can handle the ball a little bit better in the long run. But they had Seth Curry that they gave up as well and an all-star in Ben Simmons. Say what you want about Ben Simmons and say what you want about the Nets. They've got even softer since we took our hiatus. Softest team in the league just became even more softer with a man like Ben Simmons on the team. Uh, But you give up an all-star in Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, plus they gave up picks. Don't get me wrong. I love James Harden. I think James Harden is a top five player in the league, maybe. Um, I don't know if we go all the way through it, but I would think he would be up there. Uh, in in scoring, he's one of the best scorers that I've ever seen in my entire life. So I get you have to give up a lot, but I think they may have given up a piece too many in trying to get James Harden because you're going to lose a lot. True. It, that's very true. Uh, for me personally, it might just because I'm not super knowledgeable on the NBA, but like for me, the Seth Curry thing was kind of uh, – kind of a wash like you know what you're getting out of Seth it's, it's a three or die type of thing so like if mm-hmm. he's on he's on but if he's off he's just kind of a sprinkle in the piece but he's been on lately so I think it makes it sting a little bit more on that end of the yeah. but the I think he'll pull down part. oh I completely agree I don't think he's going to be going for you know his first two games he went for damn near 20 each game yeah I don't think he's gonna that's not gonna sustain and plus when Kyrie gets back playing yeah. what he's playing and Ben Simmons his minutes are gonna drop astronomically and you're not gonna be able to score without minutes yeah so I agree with what you're saying that makes a lot of sense but what we're also saying is bet heavy now we're all in yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> bet either curry you're good for a 30 piece. Uh, but, yeah, Andre Drummond was the one who I said uh, I thought was going to have a big game. Uh, I knew he was going to have big on rebounds, and I was fairly confident in him getting a double-double um, just because you can throw the shit at the rim and he's going to go clean up. He can get 10 off garbage points easy. So, man. Yeah, man. So we did have one big thing happen, and the Rams ended up winning the Super Bowl. What's your thought as a Matt Stafford fan about his journey this season? I think it was perfect, to be honest with you. It's what he needed to be validated because he's been in Detroit for so long and everyone was like, he's a great quarterback. He can, uh, you know, but he's stuck in Detroit. 
Yeah. And I thought that was the biggest thing is everyone was like, Detroit is a place where football players just are not going to be successful. You know, I think it was Richard Sherman said that Matt Stafford is not close to a Hall of Famer or anything like that. And I would beg to differ because a lot of people would not have made the Lions relevant at all. And not to say that they were relevant because they had a lot of shitty seasons, but he got them to the playoffs at one point, I believe, right? He has one playoff appearance. Yeah. And I think short of Jesus Christ, it would be hard for someone to take a a team to the playoffs. That's the Detroit lions. They suck. So him going there uh, to LA and validating himself after being in Detroit for so long and trying to make that situation work. I think we're going to see a lot more football players who are in crappy situations um, as quarterbacks. If they're not going to go in and get, weapons around them or they don't see a future they're going to do the I don't want to call it like the LeBron method of I'll go somewhere else and win but I can definitely see them doing that if Stafford was able to do it in one year's time yeah it's pretty cool too because uh got to give credit to the Lions in that situation because I think Stafford was cool with staying I don't think he was complaining or anything and the Lions kind of threw him a bone and was all like listen we'll trade you if we can get the right capital, we'll, we'll get rid of you. Yeah. Uh, and he has a heavy contract too. Yeah. So that's another thing, but they acquired a heavy contract in golf, I think too, which is yeah. weird to me, but it, it shows the power of the quarterback. Cause uh, Tom Brady did it the year right before then it goes oh, yeah. to Stafford. So, I mean, it could be Rogers time next. You look at some of these teams that are built to win they just don't have a quarterback at this time. I would say uh, Denver's definitely one of them. They're a team that is a quarterback away. Like, their They're defense is solid. They got a running game, and they have all the weapons on the outside. I would say Pittsburgh is up there. They need someone who's going to be able to do that, whether that's – you look at it, you put Russ in, in with the Steelers, that's a different team. Much different. You know? I just don't foresee Russ there. Like, it, it would feel weird. I agree. I don't – but someone needs to go there. Like, you know who would be a good fit for them? Uh, and I – he's another one that I, I don't know how sold I am on his quarterbacking ability, but I like watching him play, and he's a gritty dude, is, uh, is Jimmy G, man. I wouldn't mind him in Pittsburgh. Like, get the run game – make Najee the the – focus of the offense and then let Jimmy G kind of work off the receivers that you have. Cause you have good options there. As right. much as I dislike Juju Smith Schuster and some of his antics, he's a decent receiver. Uh, Deontay Johnson's a stud. That dude's yes. an absolute stud. He's, I would say probably top 10 in uh, fantasy at, at receiver. And um, Najee Harris is an absolute stud. Not to mention you have that great defense behind you. So that's one of the teams that I think you're going to see a lot more of this where a team that's a quarterback away, um, these quarterbacks are going to be making pushes to be like, hey, I want to go win a Super Bowl. Do you think Jimmy G is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, though? I I do, honestly. Really? If he's in the right – so if he's in the right fit, I do believe – he's a winner. So – 
regardless of I, it's weird to say because I, I watch his play sometimes and I'm like, Holy shit, he makes some bad decision, but he's a winner. Like where his, his track record has shown the dude can win games. And honest to God, that uh, Sam Fran versus um, LA game, I really don't think that the Rams outmatched them by any means. And do I think a lot of that is Kyle Shanahan being a good coach? Yeah, but I think Jimmy G is in a good situation. So if he was in Pittsburgh, where you have, I think Mike Tomlin is probably a top three coach in the NFL. And then you also have a great defense. If they have the right coordinators in place, I do think Jimmy G could be successful. The problem with that being the AFC is so goddamn deep. Yeah, they're stacked. Hmm. So you you think Jimmy G has a better shot at taking a team to a Super Bowl than Carson Wentz? Yes. Yeah, no question. And that's just um, there's no statistical facts behind what I'm what I'm saying is if I had a playoff game and I had Jimmy G starting, I would feel somewhat confident. I would feel pretty confident if I had to go into a playoff game and I had Carson Wentz as my starting quarterback. I would be sick to my stomach because I know that boy was about to mess up the whole goddamn game. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Damn. We'll see. We'll see. A, a whole new season's coming up, and I, I'm super excited for this football season because currently baseball is not looking too hot, so might be skipping over straight to, to football I'm, season. I'm pretty excited for, for baseball, to be honest with you. Um, but with football – this Monday, man, it felt like the 26th of December. Like, as soon as it's over, it's over, man. Like, when Christmas is over, you just get that, like, God damn, well, that was fun. But, like, you know, another year until we get back under the tree. And it felt the same way about the Super Bowl. This is going to sound super shitty. But the reason why I was feeling like that is because all my bets that were hitting were from football. Yeah. Like that's football why betting I is, is better. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. like we talked about college football is going to be one that will be, uh, it'll change the game. It'll just absolutely change the game. for us in New York state. It'll definitely change the game. I'm preparing to lose a lot of money during college football season. Nah, bro. We're going to be high on the horse after baseball season. We're going to be betting like Pete Rose during baseball boy. I, I, I'm going to bet on Florida state every week. Just waiting for that one to hit. <laughs> oh, no question. I won't be betting on Florida State. Oh, you should. You should. Making a comeback. Yeah, man, but I'm excited. Excited for what's to come. So, uh, we'll wrap it up. But the Hogs are back. We're, we're kind of planning on having it as an every other week situation rather than every week. But stay tuned to our Instagram because – we're going to be popping out our bats pretty much almost daily and whatnot. So just stay tuned. We'll be around. Oh, just in case we'll give the, the people a little something to, something to go on. What are you, uh, what are you betting tonight? Ah, oh, man. They put me on the spot with that one. I'd have to check. I got you. Line. I got Luca double, double and the maps win. <laughs> that, that's a good it. one. Go ahead. That's a good one. All right, I'm, I'm going to run through this real quick because uh, I'll create my parlay while we're on air. So this is airing on Thursday, the 17th of February. 
Uh, I'm going to take this to Caesars. I'm going a, I'm to a plug Caesars app because uh, I've been hot on Caesars right now. I've won yeah, my last after, couple of bets. And after we took our hiatus, all of our sponsors dropped us. So now we're looking at uh, Caesars to try to sponsor the boys. JB Smooth has way too. Yeah, JB Smooth has way too many commercials. Get the hogs in that bitch. All right, so I'm gonna walk you through the parlay I'm about to create right now. We're going, we're going with NCAA basketball because that's what we do. We just bet on everybody at this point. Parlay. We're taking Penn State over Minnesota. They're minus two twenty, but we're just gonna take the money line because we got to add a little something. We got to mm-hmm. sprinkle in a little builder. Uh, Michigan at Iowa. We're going to take the spread. We're going to go minus five, Iowa. They're, they're going to be a minus 110 in the uh, the line there. So we're up to a plus 178. All right. Wichita State versus Cincinnati. Not betting that one. Too close for comfort. <laughs> <laughs> I, like your, I like your reasoning. Yep, yep. Oregon State and Arizona. Uh, I am going to take. I'm just going to stay away from that because that's a minus 8,000 on the money line. Screw that. Uh, Oregon Ducks versus Arizona State. We're going We're going with State, boy. We're going with State. What's the line on that? Are uh, you just money taking the money line? Is, money line is plus 175 for Arizona State, minus 200 for Oregon. Ah. So we're just going to take State, get that. So we're at plus 664 right now in a three-leg parlay. Uh, UCF versus Houston. I think Houston's going to win. I'm staying away from that. Yeah, I would too. Houston's been weird though. Yeah. The, uh, the spread for that is minus 13 and a half. So a 13 and a half point spread. I'm not. Yeah. It was 14 when I looked this morning. Yeah. I'm not touching that. Now keep in mind, everybody, while the games are happening, go and live bet these things. Cause you can feel the momentum switching here and there. So I've want to, I win like 25 bucks a game if I pay attention on just going over under by playing momentum shifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colorado and Cal, I'm going to go, I'm going to take the money line on Colorado. They're at a negative 130. That brings my parlay now, my four leg parlay up to 1251. So I'm going to just add one more in there because five leg parlay, we'll take it. I'm going to go with, let's see. You know what? I'm not going to do anything crazy. I'm just going to take UCLA money line. They're at a minus 550, but that'll bring my parlay up to 1497. We're going to go and bet. We're just going to throw a 10 piece on it. Nothing crazy. Just Paid a 10 piece. Just I 10 like piece. it. So quick rundown. We got where'd it go it disappeared on me it disappeared anyways we'll post it in the uh instagram but we'll post it in the gram and i got luca and uh luca with a double double and a mavs win for 50 to win 105 let's get it big money moves let's go and the hogs are back baby baby and we're out Ain't gon' stress you, but I'ma let you know, girl, you be killin' them, you be killin' them.